Pastor Steve Redfuller here, sending you this well wish in the form of a happy, big, grand 20th anniversary at Church of the King. Wow. Hi, this is Chris Hodges from Sweet Home, Alabama. Go Tigers <laughs> and help me, Lord. I just want to join you in the celebration of a great accomplishment, 20 amazing years as a church. Hey, Steve and Jennifer, your friend John here, and congratulations on 20 years of ministry. Hey, everyone. I want to say congratulations to Pastor Steve and Jennifer and everyone at Church of the King for your 20-year anniversary. What you all have built there is amazing. You've got a fabulous staff, one of the finest churches in the world, and it is well-situated to impact all of New Orleans with this good gospel of God. I can remember way back a long time ago coming to Church of the King and being with you, Steve, and I said, go out and get business people and have them come to church, and you did. We had literally hundreds of business people that day come, and uh, we just kind of helped launch your your work and your ministry and to another level with the business community. And now you've done so awesome and you're doing great. I'm very proud of you. 20 years of serving God, serving that community. I'm glad I'm your friend. And it's just, I just wanted to love on you a little bit and say, I'm proud of you. Well done, Church of the King. And well done to Pastor Steve and Jennifer. You two are exceptional leaders, faithful, full of integrity, hardworking, and so anointed, and I'm so proud of you both. And I pray that you have an amazing day of celebration. And know this, of all the congratulations videos you're gonna get, no one means it more than me. God bless you. <laughs> That's awesome. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. Isn't that awesome? Yes, yes, yes. Hey, I wanna welcome all of our campuses to an exciting weekend. We're actually in a series called 2020. It's a three-week message series. But today is the actual weekend where we celebrate uh, the specific day, uh, the beginning of November, our 20th anniversary. Come on, can we just give it up for Jesus? Come on. Yes, Lord. Every week, I also want to welcome the men and women in the St. Tammany Parish Jail. We're so honored to have you with us, as well as all the men and women at Orleans Justice Center. You know, it's interesting. i never forget last week. When Dr. Greg and Nancy Muley, our founding elders, Dr. Greg is literally the one that went to my pastor and asked if he could find somebody to come across the lake 20 years ago. And Dr. Greg shared the story a little bit last week when, when, when I was preaching uh, at Eunice, Louisiana. I was preaching a youth event, and on the weekend, actually on Friday, I was driving back, and I had a phone. I said this last week. How many of y'all remember phones were like briefcases? Come on. How many of y'all remember that? I mean, you just, I mean, I'm carrying this thing around. And I called my wife, uh, Jennifer, and I said, Jennifer, I said, I said, honey, you know what's crazy? And we just had a little small talk, and I said, um, honey, what's crazy is what pastors asked me about going across the lake is I, I just can't, I can't shake it. She said as well, I can't either. And the Holy Spirit spoke to us clearly uh, that we were to take this assignment from the Lord to come across the lake. We don't believe we're the only church. We believe what, we're part of what God's doing, though. And, uh, and, that, and that to raise up a church to touch this region. So I want to just say this. It was an honor uh, to come, but I didn't come by myself. I came with my lovely wife. Come on. Are you all with me? And in the beginning, she's the children's pastor. She's the greeter. I think we were the janitors. We were everything. And so, and of course, she's been walking with our ladies for the last 20 years in so many different parts, really helping me and helping us, partnering together. And everything you see, we're talking tonight, praying about it. So 
Uh, I just felt it was appropriate to, for her to be able to share a little bit. How many I'm going to hear from Jennifer? Come on. <laughs> on our 20th anniversary. So. Thank you so much. Well, Stephen, we make a great team. That's right. We do. We really do. We make a great team. And Church of the King, I just want to say this celebration, yes, all the videos are coming forth. It's really about you. It's not about Steve and I. It's about you. Right. And you know what? You may be thinking, well, I just started this church last week. It doesn't matter. The baby of the family is just as much a part of the family as the oldest, right? Come on. Yes. So give yourselves an applause. Celebrate your neighbors. Celebrate your friends. Celebrate all those that you're in small group with that you're sitting next to today that you may not even know because you are the ones we're celebrating. Amen? That's right. Yes. That's right. Amen. I have to tell you, when we first started this church 20 years ago, I remember our first service, or one of our first, I remember thinking to myself, oh my goodness, I feel like I've just given birth to 19 people. <laughs> True. None of whom I know, but all of whom I love unconditionally. And that is the truth. That is the true heart of a pastor. I want you to know that Steve and I, every, just as when you yourselves enter into parenthood, everything you do is always with that ever-present awareness of the children. Isn't that correct? Right. Your every decision, your every motivation, we carry each of you with us. You're on our hearts, on our minds. Every decision we make under this roof, outside in the community, how we live our personal lives, our public lives, are all for your good That's right. and his glory. Amen? Amen? Amen. And we just love you. We are, we are committed to you. We are committed. And we're so proud of each and every one of you because really, you guys are a church thing. You are the body of Christ, the hands and feet of Jesus that people are encounter every day. And truly, this is the greatest honor ever. And we just love you and we thank you Come and on, celebrate you. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus. Amen. You know, it's interesting, uh, when I was, last weekend, when Dr. Greg talked about the 19 people, and Jennifer again just referred to the 19 people, I want to get real clear on the historical facts. I, I'm somebody, but I need to put things in buckets in linear fashion. So where does the 19 people come? The second week of August was when we had the 19, we met on a Saturday night. And uh, we did that for right at three months. Why do we celebrate this weekend? This is the first Sunday service. So for three months, close to three months, we met on a Saturday night at a Presbyterian church. Thank God for the Presbyterians. We met, on a pre we met at a Presbyterian church uh, on, on a Saturday night for right at three months. We found a little building off of Highway 59, and we renovated that building. The first Sunday was the first weekend in November, and it was amazing. We, we had 92 people, kids and all. We were so excited, and we had the most heaven-sent, beautiful red maroon chairs. Come on, are y'all with me or not? I mean, a maroon's got to be in heaven because we had maroon curtains. We had maroon chairs. I think we had maroon flowers we handed out to Everything was maroon. And uh, it was just so glorious as Jennifer and I, as she said, you know, as we, we were just so excited. We didn't know who was going to show up. 
We were so, I had my suit on, man, I'm just spitting on everybody. How many know some things are never going to change? Matter of fact, last week, if you weren't here, I want, to get you, I want you to get the message downloaded. We talked about stones of remembrance. We talked about some of the miracle stories, some of the stories about what God has done in this church and how Christ has changed people's lives. You know, here it is at Church of the King, like Jennifer said, we celebrate the presence of God. We celebrate who Christ is and what he means to us, but we also celebrate changed lives. Because the changed life, those people that have given their hearts to Christ, those people that were broken and bruised and God mended and healed their hearts, those that have been water baptized and following Christ in discipleship, let me tell you something. We are celebrating what Christ has done in your life. That's the whole point of reaching people. Everybody say reaching people and building lives. I want to do something right now. We've got a short video that we put together, just a couple testimonies. We, we could have put hundreds of testimonies together. And uh, just a couple people that have been touched by the Lord in this church. I'll be right back, and I'll jump back in the message. Check this out. I'm Angela. I'm Stephen. My name is Kaylin. My name is Laura. My name is Chad. Uh, my name is Erica, and I have been attending church for about five years now. Since 2002. For uh, five years now. Before surrendering our lives to God, you know, our marriage was a mess. My life was a mess. Christ was there in a way. I was a very angry person. Uh, I was always mad. No one wanted to be around me. My wife, my kids, no one. It was about me and about what I wanted. I never did like the person that I was. I totally hit rock bottom just with poor decisions that I was making. I knew there were wounds that needed to be healed from my childhood, but I didn't know how to ask for help. It was sitting through these services and hearing about God's love for me and hearing that his love was unconditional and that he had always been there. And that's really what I held on to. It wasn't really until I, I came to, to Church of the King where I, I got the, a better sense of who Jesus was. I was able to get plugged into to small groups, plugged into leadership groups. And doing that, I'm able to meet people who came up similar to me. We decided to find a home church. We found Church of the King. And I was just at a point where I knew I couldn't do everything on my own. We met with one of the pastors here, and it was one of the first times somebody had allowed me to talk openly and not judge me. And, you know, he directed us to people in the church that could help us. I just want to thank all the people that were there for us in, in the good times and the bad. And they were the hands and feet of, of, of Jesus, and they liter it literally saved our lives. If I had not chosen to follow Jesus, I think that we would probably be separated. We wouldn't be a family. We definitely wouldn't be together. My family, I don't think, would be my family. It's been this church family that has changed everything. It's not anything else. It's the people in the house of God. It wasn't until I really got involved here that I really became aware of how much the Lord loved me and how much he actually wanted to do through me and in my life. Church saved me. It saved my marriage. And it's, it's that anger is gone. We found a small group and we found wonderful people in that small group. And not only were those people the people that God used to help heal us, it's now those people are our family. Jesus saved me. And my Church of the King family has been with me every step of the way. I want everybody to say, reaching people, building lives.
It's a vision that God gave us really in our first year, and it's never changed. And it's about Christ reaching people. It's about people being drawn to Jesus and then people being discipled and built in the faith. Matter of fact, I got some great news. This year, uh, somewhere between five and 600 people will be baptized, uh, water baptized, believers' baptism. Come on, can we give Jesus a hand clap for that? And we've had 15, this is a lot, 1,500 people at all of our campuses, our new Baton Rouge campus. By the way, we are so excited about our new Baton Rouge campus. Come on, that is joining us live right now. Can we give it up for you guys? Yeah. So excited. 1,500 people at all of our campuses going through step one. That's the very first step. Matter of fact, that's the first Sunday uh, of every month. We'd love for you guys that have not been a part of that uh, to be able to jump on. But it is, it's that vision. It's the vision of, of Christ reaching people. This church is built upon Jesus. It's built upon his word. One of the things that we'll never apologize. We'll never apologize about preaching the Bible. We're not trying to fit, listen, we're not trying to fit our, uh, our church with the culture. We're trying to fit, listen, God's word with our lives. In other words, we want our lives to line up with God's word. We're not trying to line up God's word with that. We're, we're, let me tell you something. We want to be conformed in the image of Christ. And, and we'll, we're never ashamed of preaching who Jesus is. Jesus is, the, listen, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said this himself. He says, I am the way. Everyone say the way. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. We'll never apologize preaching the Bible. We'll never apologize preaching who, who Christ is and, and what the power of the Holy Spirit is and believers following Jesus in baptism and being discipled and getting in a small group. I had somebody years ago, I said, I figured out Church of the King. He says, y'all are just into like getting people saved and getting them into small groups. I said, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Basically getting discipled and going doing kingdom business in your job, and in your neighborhood and all over the place. It's what it's about. One of the things that I've found as I've walked with Jesus for 30 years now, a little over 30 years, is this. And I've said this statement to you guys many, 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 many times. So here's the statement I've said. I've said, God's plan for your life is bigger than your plan for your life. How many of y'all believe that statement? Come on, do y'all believe that statement? In other words, as big of a dream that you have for your life, let me tell you something. God's dream for your life is bigger than your dream for your life. So in other words, whatever you can hope for, whatever you can pray for, whatever you can dream of, a, of, of what you would like to do, it's very clear. The Bible, listen, God's dream is bigger than your dream for your life. But I want to add a caveat today, today to this. God's dream for Church of the King is bigger than our dream for Church of the King. Let me tell you why. Because you've got some neighbors that need to come to Christ. And there's still room for them. You've got some family members. Matter of fact, at our Little Creek campus, and I think at a few of our other campuses, whenever we renovate or build a new sanctuary, there's names of unsaved loved ones that are written down all. Matter of fact, let me tell you a great day for a pastor. A great day for a pastor is when somebody comes up and introduces me to the person that they wrote their name down 10 years before. The names of family members and friends are all over the floor at Little Creek, all over the floor. It'll be the same thing at our new 800-seat West S18 campus that we're so fired up about. We're going to have names of relatives that we're believing God for and friends that we're believing God for. And the day for a pastor to see the manifestation of that, man, it's powerful. I was walking through the commons there a little bit back and I was watching these people in, their, in our Little Creek campus. They're, they're up on the kind of the, the terrace area. They're watching, 
and I saw this granddad seeing his grandson baptized. And I thought to myself, that's what it's about. That's what it's all about, reaching people for Jesus, seeing people's lives discipled. I love what Jennifer said. It's not about us. Let me tell you something. By the way, by the way, I want to say a statement. Church of the King is not just for any of us. It also exists for those that are not here yet. There's always room. There's always more. Come on, are y'all with me or not? There's always an opportunity for one more person to get saved, one more family to be healed, one more kid to get on fire for Christ. I love those testimonies. I love those testimonies of those, the, 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 the people that come in in freedom group. My gosh, please get in a freedom group. I love when people get in those freedom groups and things are broken off of their past and they no longer have to walk into their future with a ball and chain on their leg. But they can walk into the future, listen, in faith and hope. Why? Because that which is where the past has been broken off by Christ and they're walking with other brothers and sisters. That's why we do church the way that we do it. To help people know Christ, to help people grow in Christ. A year ago, I rolled out a scripture, and I, uh, matter of fact, my faith, there's two scriptures in the Bible that I quote all the time. One is Romans 8, 28. God is able to do, listen, or God is able to turn all things according to, he, God is able to make all things, all, everybody say all things. He can take all the things in my life, all the mistakes in my life, all the good things, all the bad. God can take all of that and turn them around somehow, some way, some way for his good and, listen, for, for my good and his glory. God can do it. God can take that. I love Romans 8, 28. That's my editorialized version. But I love, I love Ephesians chapter 3. I want to read this to you. My second favorite scripture in the Bible. Powerful scripture. It's a faith scripture to get us to believe the way God wants us to believe. To get us to think, watch this, the way God wants us to think. Watch this. I'm not trying to get, as your pastor, we're not trying to get God to think like us. We're trying to start learning how to think like God. Does that make sense? Can you imagine how your life would change? So, so the point of reading scripture and memorizing scripture, the point of being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, the point of getting a, a mindset where your mind is renewed is so you can start thinking biblically about, listen, your future, about God's hand on your life, about who you are in Christ. And that's why this scripture is so powerful. Now to him who's able to do, God's able to do it, not us. I love what Dr. Greg and Nancy said last week. We never dreamed that God would be able, it's God doing it. That's why. Our dreams are limited. Our capacities are limited. Our influence is limited. Everything that we have is limited, but not God. Now to him who's able to do far more abundantly. What's this next word? Come on, say it. Beyond. God's able to go beyond. All that we can ask. That's prayers. You know, I think sometimes we pray prayers that offend God. They're too small. They're too small. They're, they're, God's like, wait a minute. I'm the creator of the heavens and earth. I could do so much more if you would just dare to step out and to ask me and pray. Ask or think. In other words, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. They're bigger. Don't ever settle for a mediocre life. Don't settle for a mediocre existence. Settle for more. Everyone say more. More impact. More of Christ. More of the power of the Holy Spirit. More influence. More of seeing our friends and neighbors come to Christ. God is able to do far more abundantly and beyond all that we can ask or think according to his power that works with it. Not according to our power. God's power. One of the things I've learned in my life as I've walked with Jesus is that God, God has possibilities for my life, in your life. God has promises for our lives. 
I love that Bible. I love it. The promises of God, the possibilities of God. God is a faith God. God is a big God. God's, watch this. There's possibilities, but then he gives us a plan to fulfill those possibilities. So in other words, he gives us a dream, but then he gives us a plan. He gives us a promise, a vision, a possibility, but then there's plans. Somebody once said that a dream without a plan is only a wish. So it's, so it's, it's the possibilities of God. What could be? What can happen? How, how God can do? Watch this. But then he gives us a plan. The practical steps of how to walk it out. Here's what I found out about the Lord. When God gives you a dream for your life, it's not just for you. When God gives you a vision for your life, it's not. When God gives you a promise, it's not just for you. You may think it's you. It may come through you. It may come to you, but ultimately it needs to go through you. Why is that? Because God's dream is God's dream. And God's dream for each one of our lives is a, is a, is a life of impact. It's a life of influence where we're leading people to Christ. Where, we're, where, where, where we are as Christ is in us, the light of the world. The salt of the earth. So in other words, God gives you a dream to be something, to do something, to achieve something. But watch this. But then he also gives us the design. He gives us the, the, he gives us the possibilities, but he gives us the plans. So question, if God's called us to reach people and build people for Christ, how are we going to do that? If we keep doing that, and as we keep doing that, here's what happens. Somebody asked me one time, Pastor, you know, if you keep telling us at the church that we are the church and we're to go outside the four walls of the church, he goes, why do we, and he said, why do we keep needing building buildings? Because we still need to gather. We still need to celebrate. We still need to worship. We still need to learn how to have an English accent like Nate at the Little Creek campus. The worship, I mean, we still, we, we gather together to hear the word of God, to, 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 to come where there's a corporate anointing. There's something about in the New Testament church where they gather together. They met in homes, but they gather together. There's something about large meetings and small meetings. And when people gather together, we need facilities. We need buildings. Somebody who's part of our church that moved away, they came and said, y'all are still doing the same thing. I said, yes. And we're never going to change. We're going to keep preaching Jesus. We're going to keep seeing people come to Christ. We're going to keep seeing people disciple. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. We're not changing. We're not, late. we're not waiting for the latest fad to come in. We're going to keep doing Matthew 28, Mark 16, preach the gospel, make disciples, and we're not veering off course. It's the, new, it's, it's, it's the great commission. The problem is we keep doing that, so we keep having to build buildings. You bring in your friends. Get facilities. We get space. Everybody say possibilities and a plan. Last year in the fall, or actually last summer, our elders began to meet because we realized that, that uh, we needed to expand. And we needed to expand at all of our campuses. Matter of fact, and I know our South Shore is watching us right now live with us. So excited. We're so proud of Pastor Dave and Chris. And Dave and Sarah, come on, can we give it up for our South Shore? So excited. I don't know what's going on right now, but I know that two Sundays ago, there was 55 people standing in the foyer watching on TV because you can't get into the sanctuary. There may be people that are in the foyer right now, but the good news is in five months, you're going to be in your new sanctuary. Come on, at the West S18 campus, 803 seats to be exact. 
we realize that, that, that if we have this vision of reaching people and building lives for Jesus, that we need a plan. So God gave us a plan. And the plan just wasn't for me. It wasn't for just our elders, but it was for you guys. And all of us came together last fall when I rolled out the plan called Beyond, based upon Ephesians chapter 3.20. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond. That's what it was. It was based upon this verse, that, that God is able to go beyond. And what I did is I said, at each one of our campuses, I, I, I said, here's what we want to do. At each one of our campuses, there's certain things that we want to do. I'm going to take about five minutes and lay it out one more time so everybody understands. And then I've got some, a few scriptures at the end. But this is so important. Why do we do what we do at Church of the King? What is the why behind the what? It's about Jesus, listen, saving people. Jesus discipling people through his church. Jesus reaching people. That's what it's about. At the Little Creek campus, we talked about last year, we were so excited about what God is doing here at the Little Creek campus, where I primarily speak live. I do at some of the, I go to the other campuses. When I go to, by the way, when I go to the other campuses, it's amazing. It's, it is amazing what God's doing. You talk about it's a past when you walk in and you, and you see what all that Jesus is doing. Same presence of God, same DNA, just another campus at Church of the King. It is amazing, I'm telling you. But here at the Little Creek campus, we laid out with our elders three things that we needed to do. Number one, you heard Dr. Nancy Mule say this last week. 2005, we as a church made a decision that we move from a come and see church only. We have weekend services, but a go and do church, we began to serve the community. Y'all remember when she said that? And because of that, we have desperately needed an outreach center. We have desperately needed where we can have all of our equipment and, our, and, and, and a, a, a staging area. Lo and behold, something that was built by us 18 years ago, right when we moved into our annex over here, uh, Chilco became available, and we've been able to sign a purchase agreement. Can you show, show that here at the Little Creek? This is at the Little Creek. I know all of our campuses are watching, our Gulf Coast, our Baton Rouge, South Shore. And so we, this is 10,000, a little over 10,000 square feet. We're going to be able to do all of our staging area, actually extra offices as well. But we are committed to being a church that is lovingly engaging and serving their community. Come on, are y'all with me? We now, by the way, people have asked, we are going to be clearing out all those air conditioning things behind. I want everybody to know. So this whole area is going to be beautified. But the cool thing is we finally have a place. Where do you store stuff? Where do you do staging stuff? So we have a place now where we're going to be able to, in a more effective way, serve our community, which we're fired up about. The second thing that we're doing at the Little Creek campus is that we're doing a, a, a sports complex. Pastor, why are we doing a sports complex? Two reasons. One, we have a fully accredited college here, and they have PE. But the bigger thing is, is that we have children and youth all over uh, at the St. Tammany Parish area that, how many know they need some clean fun? Y'all with me? But here's the good news. This is 100% paid for, which we're excited about that. Some, a donor in our church stepped up, 100% paid for. So that's, that's off. That, that'll be starting. And that'll be finished by May 1st. All right? May 1st. So we're very excited. But the third thing that we're doing at the Little Creek campus, there was things that we were not able to do in our infrastructure that we're very excited. There's roads. All, these, all this will be cleared out. This will be brand new roads. All this infrastructure that we are not able to do, we'll be doing that next year. So beautifying, making traffic flow. By the way, we've made some traffic tweaks here at Little Creek that have gotten a lot better. Y'all were supposed to high-five somebody with that. 
No, seriously, we cut off 11 minutes of people getting, but you have to time it, you know what I'm saying? Because you'll lose your salvation when you get out of the parking lot, if not. <laughs> no, I know you can't do that, but you come close. Are y'all with me? I'm just saying. So, so but, but, but what we're doing next year is going to help our flow even better. So we're very excited about that. Our campus in Biloxi, so that's Little Creek, three different things. Our campus in Biloxi, I want to say this, we are so proud of Jeremy. Matter of fact, they broke 700 people on a regular weekend, 1,000 on Easter. We are so proud of Pastor Jeremy, Lacey, Alec, Mallory, the whole crew there. Can we give it up for our Gulf Coast campus? You guys are amazing. Love y'all. We have 300 seats. We're expanding to 550 seats. We are so grateful. And right there in Biloxi, uh, reaching people for Jesus, people being discipled, people being water baptized, following Christ. And I want to thank you guys for all that you guys are doing there. And again, our South Shore, two things in the South Shore. I want everybody to hear me. Stay with me. All right? I'm almost finished with this. But at our South Shore campus, we're doing two things. Number one, we're immediately bringing relief because you guys need more seats, we're going from 250 seats to 800 seats just in, our, just in Kenner at West Esplanade Campus. Matter of fact, I think we have a picture. Uh, this starts Monday, by the way. The whole, the whole thing is we've, we've got it basically, the whole thing, we've, the whole deal. And we are moving, and I think they gave me word uh, this week, the weekend before Easter. We're trying to have it two weekends. This will be 803 seats. Uh, actually, a few more uh, chairs as well that'll be loose, but 803 fixed seats, full-blown children, hundreds and hundreds of parking spots, nine acres right there. And I want to thank all of you that have been giving towards that. We are so thrilled. So our immediate need, our immediate goal is to get you guys in there uh, before Easter. Additionally, after that, we are then going to be focusing, we're doing a lot on our St. Charles campus uh, you guys, can you pull up the picture of our St. Charles campus? This is incredible. We're so 50,000 square feet, 1,200 seat auditorium, if you can pull uh, right there. Incredible. And so we're going to, our, our goal because of needing seats immediately was to get in that, that building in, uh, in Kenner, the West Esplanade campus. After that, we're going to be able to do uh, our St. Charles. But we are, how many of y'all excited about all Jesus is doing on the South Shore? Come on. Thank you guys for your giving. And I want to say this, last but not least, again, we not only have Little Creek, our Gulf Coast, two projects going on on the South Shore. Again, I want to say to Baton Rouge, we were blown away. How many know God has surprises? God does surprises. Let me tell you why God does surprises. Just to let you know he's in control. I'm telling you, God does that. God will just say, no, 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 no. You're not that good. Y'all are not that. No, no, no. I'm just telling you, just woo. I mean, we had a vision. All right, now I'm just going to get real. This is a real transparent moment. Here it is, okay? We had a vision, so we were talking about, we're going to go up to Baton Rouge, and we're going to go to a hotel, and we got a sound system, and we're going to open up, and we're going to start services in a hotel. Praise God. A lot of churches do it. It's awesome. Or a school or a hotel, and we were kind of looking, where are we going to go? But see, God spoke to us two years ago, the B&B vision, Baton Rouge to Biloxi. We didn't know that God was going to give us and drop and put in our lap 56-acre campus, 200,000 square feet property right there in South Baton Rouge. Can we give it up for our Baton Rouge campus? Come on. Hey. Everybody say this. Say, God's dream is always bigger. Y'all see it? Don't limit, don't limit what God can do in your life. I'm telling you, don't limit don't limit. And by the way, you're never too old to dream God's dream. 
by, I'm going I'm to do a series, my series, my community series in January. Uh, this year is called If Only, Living a Life of No Regrets. I want to get to the end of my life and say, hey, man, I, 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 I'm going to give this series away. But, but you're never too old to dream God's dream. You're never too old. John Maxwell, who's a mentor to me, who'll be here at the end of January. I remember when he said this a couple weeks ago. We were together, and here's what he said. Here's what he said. He says, my dad's 98. He said, John, I'm so excited about my future. His dad was a pastor for like 50 years. And, and, and John goes, Dad, heaven's going to be great. He goes, no, 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 heaven's way off. Come on, y'all. I, mean, I want to say this. I want to thank all the ages at our church, but I want to thank the people that are in the twilight years of their lives. Some of you are the most fruitful. You're servants. You love God. You roll up your sleeves. Come on, can we give it up for our senior population? I mean that. Thank you. Thank every single one of you. funny we have people that started the church when I was 30 and I, and they were like maybe in their 50s and now they're in their 70s or 80s and of course I'm 50 and 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 they'll say you know when you preach you remind me so much of my son you know stuff like that and 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 they still pat me on the head <laughs> they still pat me on the head I got a letter this week and I, and I just want to say this and uh, from you Miss D Womack I didn't expect to say this but She's watching online. She's 85 years old, and she was in my mom's Bible study and prayed for me when I was a heathen teenage boy and prayed me into the kingdom of God. And I know you can't come to church right now, but you're watching online. We love you, Miss D. You're part of our church. Come on. Can we give it up for Miss D? We love you. I mean that. I'll say this in conclusion. I had a conversation with a person, and recently and 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 you know I hold it back at times as a pastor and they began to talk to me about what Jesus has done for them at Church of the King I can tell you as a pastor man sometimes you get weary you really do just like you guys remember I'm a Christian first this is my job second it's my calling it's my job I'm a Christian first but they begin to just talk about what Christ has done at their heart at Church of the King and they began to just tell me about it. And I'm telling you, it was like water to my soul. It's worth it. Are y'all with me? It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. All, all the prayers, it's worth it. All, this, all, all that you guys, I love what Jennifer said. It was so powerful. She and I, we're just part of the church. We're just part, we're just part of the team. Are y'all with me? It's, it's, it's what Christ is doing through all of us as we continue to lift Jesus up high. To continue to lift Jesus up high. He is, let me tell you, he is the king of our church. Are y'all with me? Matter of fact, I just sense the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads at all of our campuses. If you are here today and you do not know Jesus, this is what Christ, 30 years ago, he saved my life. How he came into my life and changed me. How Jesus did in me what I couldn't do for myself. Do you know Christ? At all of our campuses, Baton Rouge, those that are online, those that are in the jails and prisons right now, all the men and women that are watching, do you know Jesus? I'm not talking about did you go to church as a kid. I'm talking about have you personally trusted Christ as your Savior? Here's what the Bible says. Whoever calls upon that name, the name of Jesus shall be saved. Do you know him? Do you know him? I can't save you. Your uncle can't save you. A spouse can't save you. I tell you what I can do. I can point you to the one who saves. 
Bible says his name is Jesus. Whoever calls upon his name, what do you have to say? Jesus, forgive me, I'm, I, I've sinned, I've blown it. Come into my life, wash me with your blood, give me a new heart, a new life. Simply giving up the steering wheel of your life and putting it in his hands. Say, Lord, you, you be the driver. Lord, I surrender to you. See, that's, that's what it means to give your life to Jesus. Do you know Christ? Do you know that you know if you die today that you're ready to stand before God? Are you at peace with God? With everybody listening, whether it's online or Facebook Live or one of our campuses, I'm going to give you literally just a moment. You say, Pastor, pray for me. I need Jesus. I'm not sure about my relationship with God. At the count of three, I want you to lift your hand up. I said, Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. If that's you, one, two, three. Quickly hold your hand up.